the Met Gala Challenge, watch parties, Zoom faces and lockdown casualties. Welcome back to Trends. I hope you're getting on very, very well wherever you are and the lockdown is treating you well. I know that some places are getting out of lockdown. We're still in lockdown here in the UK. So it's me in the studio. We have got Betty the Bulldog who's just wandering around. So if you do hear some weird noises, it's probably Betty. She likes to be in the studio when I'm trying to record a podcast. It's great. In not even a studio, it's a spare room. But it works. It, it, we make it work, you know? <laughs> okay, so let's get into it. Of course, on the podcast, we like to look at a bunch of trends from the week and then pick our trend of the week at the end. Now, every first Monday in May was always quite a big deal because it was the Met Gala day. If you were into fashion and, and entertainment, Met Gala was like a big deal because it's where it's sort of there's like a theme and people and all the designers get to, to dress up a celebrity in an outfit to kind of match the theme and it's all a, a whole fashion exhibition happening in New York, it all happens. So people get really, really into the Met Gala. And although you can't go to the party, you can obviously go to the exhibition after the party, but the only time you get to see people wearing the designer outfits is on the red carpet when they're going into the party. So the Met Gala carpet is quite a big deal. And it's built up over the years People want to see some big names wearing some really outlandish outfits and, and working with the theme that they're given. And so it's kind of exciting to watch. And I mean, I know here in the UK that a lot of my friends and stuff will go and try and... Because you can't watch it live necessarily. I think one time it was on Twitter and that was like the best year. But then other times you have to try and kind of find a way of watching it live because there's no other way of doing it. And... And... Because of the time difference, it's like stupidly late at night, but you're just staying up because you want to see. It's not quite the same when you you go on the next day and you, or you get other pictures, you know? There's something about the excitement of seeing it live when it's happening. So I hope that, you know, I hope in the future they, they have a live stream of that. That would be good. And of course this year it's been postponed, it's not happening because of all the stuff happening around the world. People are like having a bit of withdrawal symptoms about not being able to witness the Met Gala red carpet, not being able to see some of the great designs that these famous designers are going to make and what they're going to work with the theme on and how they're going to dress up the celebrities. So we're all missing out on the Met Gala, but that doesn't mean that the creative people use the internet to just grasp at the Met Gala and that is what happened with this new challenge called the Met Gala Challenge. It's very simple and I think it carries on from a number of fashion trends we've seen over the past few weeks where people are trying to recreate their favourite Met Gala looks with household items. I am always impressed when I watch these or I see these online because I'm like man people have like it's amazing how people have just the right things to make the outfit work. I'm sat there thinking, I do not have any of that type of stuff in my house. I would not be able to make that type of Met Gala look, but it's amazing to see how well they're able to do it. People really go big. Either that or they're just really, really talented at kind of looking at a bunch of items and thinking, I know, 
this will look like Ariana Grande's Met Gala look. I mean, who knows? But I love seeing it. And they are surprisingly really good. Like, I am loving these Met Gala looks. It's being dubbed the Met Gala Challenge. So if you do want to find it, there's loads online under the hashtag the Met Gala Challenge. I feel like some of this started off because as we were getting close to the Met Gala, celebrities were sharing some previous looks that they had used, just adding salt onto the wound, if you will. <laughs> the first time I saw the Met Gala Challenge, it was actually by Mindy Kalang. She actually recreated one of her favourite Met Gala looks. <laughs> and I think what I love about her picture was just like, it's so DIY, but yet she's clearly gone for it and it just works. She's trying to recreate a famous look by Jared Leto where he had this head underneath his arm. And she does like claim that the help of Christmas lights and <laughs> packing tape really helped to bring this look together. I love it. I think that she has done such a good job to the point where she's even added on her own fake beard and moustache. It just, it, it's gone so well. <laughs> and her photo shoot makes her look so serious because she's trying to recreate the look that he, he's giving on the red carpet. I think she's done a really, really good job. And it's inspired people to have a go at making their own Met Gala looks. Here's Nick Fulmer trying to recreate Rihanna's famous look from 2018. One of the Try Guys, Eugene, tried to recreate Zendaya's look. And I am scared with how close it looks. I mean, clearly you wouldn't be able to necessarily get the same dress, but he's really gone for it. He's got like the same colored dress. He's added some Christmas lights to make it light up. It's just so good. He's even got the headband as well that she is wearing. Or just sometimes it's, it's those little details which just add to the look that bring it all together. Ash tried to recreate Lady Gaga's look from last year with the pink dress and he's even added on the accessories to go with it. What I love about his accessories though, it's like an iPhone box because you can't get like the block mobile phones anymore. So he's recreated it using an old iPhone box, just added a sort of antenna eye on it and then some big sunglasses just to make the look all come together. And not only do people like recreate the looks, but they also then have to do like a little photo shoot. So they're trying to replicate some of the red carpet looks, poses, facial expressions to kind of really embody the essence of the original piece. You know, the original fashion statement, the original look, trying to just get it all together. The amount of effort that people are putting into this is amazing. And it's not just humans recreating Met Gala looks. There are even some animals. Here's a dog having a go at the Lady Gaga look from last year. And it's not just the clothes, but sometimes also the makeup as well. If you want to try your hand at some creative makeup, Nat showed you how to pull together Ezra Miller's look from last year. I think I think the makeup is so good that it really does like capture the whole look of this outfit. And you could go one step further if you're not good at makeup, see what accessories you can use. 
Dylan shows you doing the same look, but with googly eyes. What I love is some people you see them actually using items that look like maybe they're from a wardrobe and putting a look together, but then you see the same look being recreated by somebody else, but because they don't have the items, they're trying to use like other household things. So here's another person recreating Rihanna's look, but this time it's newspaper. It still looks so good. So if you are feeling bored and you're missing out on the Met Gala or just enjoying some weird and wonderful fashion, why don't you have a go yourself at the Met Gala challenge? See what Met Gala look you can recreate from household items. Now Obviously, with us being in lockdown and our lives are changing a little bit, there are some things that we used to have to pay other people to do, which we're not able to do right now. For example, getting your hair cut. You can't go to the hairdressers at the moment. What are you going to do? If you, if you were lucky enough to pre-plan and kind of get into a last-minute haircut before everything shut down, then you're probably okay. But there's lots of people that did get caught out with that one. Also, like, not only is it like human haircuts, but dogs need grooming and you can't do that right now. So the big question is, do you dare try and do it yourself? Or do you leave it? That is the question. It's a tough call because it's not like anybody's really going to see you at the moment. Everybody's kind of at home. We're not really dressing up to go out. So even if you do need to go out, you're probably just going to work or something. So is it really necessary? I don't know. But at the same time, there is something about just kind of like self-grooming and stuff that just makes you feel a little bit better. So it's a tough call. And I have seen people having great successes with their own haircuts and stuff, but also... With all of the success, there's also going to be misses. And I have seen so many people sharing mishaps with their quarantine haircuts. Now, we've already talked a little bit about other DIY lockdown stuff that we've done. For example, everybody getting into baking and, and suddenly like home baking became a thing. And there's lots of bad home baking out there. I know I would be in that category. So. <laughs> but the fact that we're, we're willing to share it with other people, I think just helps everybody feel a little bit better, you know? So I like the fact that even though sometimes we, we have a near miss or we fail spectacularly, we're happy to share it with everybody else and be like, hey, me too. I also struggle with this. And the lockdown haircut does seem to be one of those things. Now, you don't always hear about it, but... This sometimes happens to celebrities because obviously they're in the same boat at the moment. Nobody can kind of get this stuff done. They can't get anybody to come in and do it. So you have to just wait it out. Chris Evans, though, decided he was going to attempt to get a haircut for his dog. Okay, he's going to groom his dog on Twitter. <laughs> I assured him I knew what I was doing. He seemed sceptical at first. But with help and a few treats, I talked him into it. It went so wrong so fast. I guess some things are better left to the professionals. He hasn't seen a mirror yet. I told him it looks great. <laughs> I wanna, I kind of wanna see a before and after because I'm like, 
how long was this dog's hair that you needed to groom it? Or was it just like, was it really that bad? Could you not have waited a few more weeks? Clearly he needed to give his dog a haircut and included in the tweet is a picture of his poor dog, which fair enough, it's short to hair with some bold spots. Like there are clearly some spots where things have gone wrong and <laughs> it doesn't look that great. What I loved is, is he mentions how like he knew what he was doing. Well, did you really? Or was this just like, you know, you would just, it had to be done. And so you were just gonna have a go at doing it anyway. The worst thing with like a poor dog is they have all this trust in you that, you know, you care for them and everything. Cause dogs are very like in your face about that sort of thing. And you just like, you probably feel every time they look at you now, every time this dog is going to look at him, there's just going to be this pain there of being like, you trusted me and you love me so much and look what I have done to your lovely fur. It's just, yeah. I do feel sorry for you. The amount of memes of people just reactions to this poor dog's haircut are hilarious. We've got the gifts coming out. We've got the memes coming out. Apparently his dog is called Dodger. Well, clearly he did not dodge this thing happening to him. Get it? A lot of people suggesting ways to get around it. For example, getting the dog a sweater so we can cover up the bold spots. But also we had then a number of people sharing their bad haircuts or dog grooming sessions. Brittany shares one where he says, at least your dog doesn't look like he has a reverse mohawk. <laughs> I don't even know how you managed to do that. That's impressive. I must admit that is a lot worse than Chris Evans' dog. That's painful to look at. Omer Rose says that she's too scared to give her dog a haircut. So <laughs> he's going with bangs and he rocks it. I love it. The poor dog probably can't see anything, but it does actually look really good on the dog. I suppose the question is how long are you willing to let it go before it's just gonna be way too long? Or do you just cut two bits so his eyes can see? I don't know, what did dogs do before we groomed them? Did they just live with it? You know, I have no idea. But we do seem to be a little bit more confident in attempting to do our dog's hair uh, rather than anybody else, even though it does sometimes turn out this bad. So I feel, I just want to give you a tribute to all the poor dogs that are going through horrific haircuts in 2020 due to the quarantine. And just know that your hair will grow back. You've got this. Just don't take it out on your own nose. They're trying. They really are trying. And we, we feel sorry for Chris Evans and poor Dodger for uh, that mishap. Trend number three, sometimes you get a question on social media which makes you stop and think for a second because it's asking you some very deep questions. It makes you assess where you're at, what types of things are you doing in that moment and makes you question a lot of what you do. For example, The Last Leg tweeted, our poll tonight, What's the name of the face you pull when you leave a Zoom call? <laughs> I love this just for the fact that I had to like 
stop for a second and consider what faces I am making when I end the Zoom call. Like, when everything's done, you're out of the Zoom and you're there, like, getting ready to push the leave button. What face am I making? Is it a good face? Is it a bad face? Like, how am I mentally feeling when I'm getting out of this Zoom call? <laughs> and I think it also then made me second guess, because then I'm like, do people know the faces I am making? Do they know how I feel about this Zoom call? <laughs> Especially if it's like, you don't, it's been like a meeting and you're just, maybe it's gone on just a little bit long, longer than you would have liked. And, and you're then there worried that people are judging you on your finishing Zoom face. <laughs> and at least reading the comments, I know it's not just me. This is the thing that happens and it's okay. Reese says his is called the sparrow. I actually think that a lot of us have got the sparrow face. Because when everything's done and you don't need to keep your composure to the meeting, you, you've then got that awkward moment where people are trying to find the leave button. If you're not, if you don't use Zoom that much, sometimes you forget where it is. It's just one of those things. And so then you have the face of you trying to concentrate on where on earth this button is in the screen. And so you you have this sort of like weird concentration face, which I think does look a little bit like the sparrow. This is like your mouth might be open a bit. You're not you're not really composed for people seeing you like this, but you're concentrating, you're trying to leave. You're just trying to get out there. You've had enough, okay? <laughs> there does seem to be quite a lot of Zoom faces which seem to fit in the kind of lost, awkward category. Sarah says, Zexit. Well, I wonder where you got that inspiration from. Farhead says, The Hancock. Lost, quizzical, and searching for inspiration. Mia, I think, has kind of described that leaving moment very well. It's called the bye-bye, yep, okay, where's the button face. <laughs> Elizabeth calls it the pew face. No longer like socialising, even on a screen. The selfie, I like it. Bika calls it zombie. I think we should really have like a load of Zoom names for Zoom faces. I like the fact that you have two ends of the spectrum as well. You have the people who are like ready to end their Zoom calls and just like they, they're over it and they want to end. And then you've got other people who are like sad that it's over. For example, Greg says he's got the logging out pout. Could be like a new photography facial pose, you know. Just bring out the logging out pout. We've gone through the duck face phase we're having the logging out pout now so whatever you get up to in your next zoom meeting have a think what are you going to have as your logging out face it does really make you think about like what faces am i pulling when i'm in a zoom call do people judge me on the faces i'm pulling do they think oh no kaylee's lost it she's she's not there anymore She's clearly had enough. Let's just see if we can keep her on for another few minutes. Or do people not care anymore because we've been doing this for so long now that it's just normal? Is there an easy way of slipping out of a Zoom call? But I think having some names for these Zoom faces could really just like, just help bring things together. Could really make a difference. So next time you're in a Zoom call, have a think about what your Zoom faces are. Thank you.
Now our final trend of the week is the watch party. This can take many forms and with COVID-19, it has kind of taken on a little bit of a new life because obviously people are not getting together to watch things, whether it's on Netflix or a streaming platform or you've got DVDs of it and you want to watch them together. So the watch party has really become quite the thing. There are apps that you can attach on to like a lot of things now so you can watch if you've got the strange streaming platform you can watch things together so you've got like the netflix watch party i've understood that there's like a disney plus one as well so there's like there are things out there to have watch parties with just your friends but because the cinemas have been shut and sometimes you you go for something a little bit bigger a lot of movie companies a lot of play places have been starting to do like worldwide watch parties especially with like movies that have been released throughout the pandemic you're having the release watch party so then people will all get the movie at the same time they find out when it's when it's going to start and then you all start the movie and then you like tweet about it or share about it together as you're all watching the same thing so it's like a communal viewing with people all around the world to watch these movies and then you just tweet about it on Twitter to like a hashtag, so it's all under the same vein. So it's, they've, I mean, I've seen things for like Trolls World Tour have done it, a load of like other movies as well. And I never have, I've, I've never participated in one. And I was like, a lot of times they're in American time. So I see the adverts and I'm like, oh, I, I can't figure out when that's happening. Like, I just, I can't. I don't have the time right now or I just can't be bothered to try and figure out when that's happening and if I want to get involved. I was really close to getting involved in the Trolls World Tour one because it was a kids movie and just kids can't tweet about it so you're gonna have a load of parents tweeting about this movie. But I didn't do it. Until it wasn't just like newly released films getting a watch party some places would just pick a movie, advertise that they were doing a watch party, and then people get involved. And I noticed the other week that there was going to be a Pitch Perfect watch party for Pitch Perfect 1. My favourite movie. I probably wouldn't have done this for any other movie. I mean, there's been like La La Land watch parties, all sorts on Twitter, but then the Pitch Perfect watch party happened. And to make it even better... They added on what time it was going to be starting in the UK, which was like 9pm at night. Totally doable. I was like, I am so there. It was unbelievable. I And I didn't know what to expect. Now, if you've ever participated in a watch party, you can let me know how you get on with them. And so I thought this is a good opportunity because the watch party trend is happening. This is an actual movie that I will enjoy. And also, I think because... People have watched Pitch Perfect a lot. It's been around for a number of years now, or eight or nine? I think it's at least eight. And and so a lot of people love the film. A lot of people have watched the film a number of times. So it's going to be a little bit different than watching a new film because you're all going to be talking about those bits that you love and kind of your emotions going through it because if you love the film that much, you've got to have a load of people who also love the film. And I think... Something like Pitch Perfect has got a certain fan base behind it as well. So I was kind of excited and intrigued to find out what's going to happen with this watch party. I've never done one before. 
this is one I'm actually interested in. Okay, so let's give it a go. And uh, I've, I sometimes like tweet when you're watching a TV show, like I've done it with like Love Island and Killing Eve. And so you, you know that as you're tweeting live while something's happening, that you get reactions from people. You're all talking about the same thing at the same time. So I was interested to see how this was gonna translate into a movie watch party. So at 9 p.m., I'm there, I put on the movie, started it up, and then went to Twitter. And I don't, I, I wasn't sure what to expect, but literally as soon as I started, clicked on the hashtag and started a running feed of watching the tweets coming in, it was fantastic. Oh my word. I don't know what I was expecting to happen, but it was definitely not, I don't know, like, sure, I'm, obviously people were gonna tweet about it. I mean, people love the film, so they're there tweeting about it. I think it also helped with the excitement that apparently the people who were hosting the, the watch party had some of the, the actresses from the film, like some of the Bellas were tweeting. So that kind of then made it a little bit more exciting because people were tweeting at them, getting all this thing going on and they were like sharing little little bits from their memories and stuff. So you ha suddenly had this like running commentary, not only of the film, but then also people's reactions to their favorite bits of the film and everybody responding to each other whilst also getting like behind the scenes information. And so it was all like just coming together in this whole like pitch perfect bubble. I don't know if this happens for other films, but man, I was like totally there. It was amazing. So after about like 10 or 15 minutes of like getting into it and, and reading the tweets, I was like, you know what? I need to start tweeting about this. I need to join. I need to join in with the watch party. I can't just be like an observer because that's no fun. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to start tweeting. And I feel like this then opened up this whole like can of worms where I was like, I don't know how many tweets I shared that night and how many people I liked or retweeted, but it, it kind of just started a, like a knock-on effect. And I was just amazed at how easy it was to kind of jump in and get involved with everybody on the watch party. I had, I had such a good time. I don't know, like I wasn't expecting it to kind of go that way. I kind of thought I'd just get engrossed in the movie and that was gonna be it. But no, I think because I'd seen the movie so many times, that I was thoroughly enjoying reading and seeing people's reactions to like the riff off and Becca and Chloe and how everybody wanted them to get together and oh my word, it was like all happening. And I like to the point where I was getting obsessed with refreshing the page on Twitter to, to see all the new tweets coming in because I didn't want to miss anything. And you wanted to kind of keep it real time with the movie. So like, it was a lot of work. I was quite exhausted at the end of it, but thoroughly enjoyed it. If there is a movie watch party happening, definitely think about getting involved because you're interacting with people and just loving it all at the same time. It was fantastic. So if you haven't had a go at doing a watch party, I can tell you from experience that I am thoroughly converted to the watch party because you don't get disturbed by people talking at you it's all just on a running feed on Twitter and you can just take it at your own pace and definitely think about getting involved because if there's bits that you love, there are probably other people who love the same bits and you can have like a little bit of a conversation together. It was so good. So 
Watch parties are definitely worth checking out. I mean, obviously, maybe I'm just a bit of an obsessive Pitch Perfect fan, but it was so much fun. So yeah, if you have the, ever have the opportunity to try out a watch party, it's well worth it. And you just get to like interact with random people on the internet. All loving the same thing. I think if you, especially if you like, if you enjoy something, it, you get a lot of enjoyment of enjoying it with other people who also enjoy it as much as you do. So there's a whole thing in there. And I hope that they do some more. The only thing I would say is like two hours or, or like watching a movie is more than enough time. As much as I would love to keep tweeting about Pitch Perfect or the movie that you're enjoying watching, like it is a little bit exhausting because you're then trying to keep up with a running feed, the movie's going on. So there were people like, hey, let's uh, let's watch, let's make it a marathon and watch the next two. But I was kind of glad that it ended there just because it is a little bit like, it does take it out of you. So that, just bear that in mind. So that is our four trends of the week. Which one should be our trend of the week though? Should it be the Met Gala challenge? Should it be Chris Evans's lockdown casualty? The Zoom call last face or the watch party trend? For this one, there is quite a different array of trends. The one for me, which is my trend of the week, is the watch party. I I think because I went through like a whole journey with it and I had like my own personal experience and the joy of just enjoying the same movie together with people who love it as much as I do really made a difference. So if there is a watch party around you, make sure you check it out. Definitely worth having a go and enjoying something with a bunch of strangers online. What's not to like? <laughs> Especially if you can't go to the cinema, this is a great way to do it. So watch out for the uh, the next watch party near you. Thank you so much for watching today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. You can let me know what your trends of the week are or how if you've done any of these trends, I'd love to hear from you. You can message me via Twitter at Kaylee Hillier. We have also got our Instagram page now which is we underscore love underscore trends with a Z. And of course, we'll be next week with our trends of